Welcome into another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. It's that game week feeling. The depth chart has been released for the LSU Tigers as they look to kick off their season on Saturday night in Death Valley at 6.30 p.m. Central on ESPNU against Georgia Southern. I'm Billy Umbody. With me is Shay Dixon here to react to the first depth chart of the season being released. Shay, uh, we were just days away from a kickoff. We get the depth chart now. Uh, that really says that football's back, isn't it? Yeah, and at first there wasn't a depth chart in the game notes or the PDF, so we thought maybe they were going um, without one entering week one, but they handed one out, they tweeted one out. Um, a lot of as-expecteds, and before we run it down, I'll say this, and there's some ors on there, but either way how it falls, 22 starters, 18 of them, juniors or seniors, and your guys who aren't starters are going to be the Tyler Shelvin of Huayka types, Derek Stingley, Terrace Marshall, and Caleb on Chase on. So three five stars, and then your nose tackle battle is some top 100, top 150 guys. So what we're going over these next 10 minutes, I think, is probably one of LSU's more experienced and more talented rosters in a while. Yeah, and it starts really uh, with Joe Burrow. There was it took. We were sitting there with Ed Ogeron this afternoon for his uh, lunchtime press conference to kick off game week. And no one asked any questions about Joe Burrow until, gosh, uh, probably 10, 15 solid minutes into the press conference. Michael Cobble uh, finally said, uh, hey, we haven't we haven't talked about your quarterback. And Ed just kind of said, yeah, that's how he is. He's just going to work, but he's the starting quarterback and, and no fanfare there. No, none there. And Orgeron has always said that they can put Brennan in if something happens to Burrow. They feel confident he can run this offense. So... They're set. We know the order of the depth chart. There's no quarterback debate. It's Joe Burrow, and then it's Miles Brennan. And from there, we work down to really the running back group, which has a returning player that's been super productive in the in Clyde Edwards-Elair, who's the starter. You've got Leonard Fournette listed behind him, actually. And then they begin going or with Chris Curry or with Tyrion Davis-Price or John Emery. Kind of an embarrassment of riches there with those two uh, top six running backs in the country that they signed in 2019. And Ed uh, really sang the praise of John Emery. And, and we're going to play a clip for you on uh, just how really impressive he's been in fall camp. Ed really just raved about the five-star from Destrahan uh, in this short clip before going on to talk about kind of how the running back room will work out for the Tigers in 2019. First of all, John Emery is, is everything and more that we thought about recruiting. Uh, he and Tyler are the two best backs in the country, in our opinion. They're different. Uh, he can make you miss. Uh, he has tremendous speed. He has tremendous vision. Uh, he needs to get a little bit strong in the weight room, uh, get more comfortable in the offense. There were a lot of times in practice where he broke outside when he would catch him. So he had some explosive runs, very explosive runs. Uh, Tommy Robinson has done a good job with our running backs. Uh, Clyde Evans Alaire is our starter. Lorraine Finesse is going to go in there. Uh, Chris Curry is going to play, and so are the young guys. So, so it'll be a running back by committee. But as you know, when you play in this schedule, you're going to need all those guys. We tell them all to stay healthy and all to stay positive. And you can tell they're just, I mean, a ton of positivity coming out of that running back room. I think it'll be one of those things where the hot hand is maybe the one that gets played this year, Shay? I think so. I think that we know that Clyde edwards Elair is the guy, right? He's the one that they're probably going to give the most touches to, at least until somebody proves that uh, they deserve more. But 
Uh, look, we ranked 24-7 sports, ranked Emory as the number one running back in the country. You hear Orgeron praise him. We ranked Tyron Davis-Price as the number six running back in the country. Orgeron made the comment today that he thought they were two of the best backs they evaluated. So I have no reason not to believe those guys are going to play. I think Emory's going to play a good bit kind of all over the field in terms of up and down. I think Davis-Price is a short yardage goal line back early on. I don't think that's what he's going to be forever, but they don't really have that on the team right now. So I think that he brings that element to it. And uh, I won't be surprised. Um, Curry had been banged up some in camp. Fournette sort of carved out this niche role as a pass catcher uh, and can help you in passing down. So I think the two newcomers are, are going to play a good bit. Yeah, and one thing we'll have to watch, though, is how the holes on the offensive line uh, are, are filled and, and opened up for these running backs to really to really go. You've got Sadiq Charles at left tackle. You've got Lloyd Cushenberry at center. Damian Lewis at right guard. Austin Deculus at right tackle. The battle seems to be at left guard. Yeah, we saw Damian Lewis miss a good amount of camp time, at least certain stretches, but he shows up on the depth chart in bold as a returning starter in that number one spot. We presume he's going to be out there this week. We haven't heard anything differently, uh, and he'll be in the game. So it's left guard right now, and I think you're playing a little bit of a how quickly can Chase and Hines catch up. Um, Hines coming off offseason surgery. He missed a good amount of camp. He was back towards the very back end of it. But uh, I think because of that, Adrian McGee is the starter out of the gate. I know they've got kind of an aura listed there, but uh, it won't surprise Billy or myself or anyone uh, kind of watching if uh, and no knock on McGee, who's been a swingman for him, but if Hines, who looked really good at times playing behind Garrett Brumfield as a true freshman, uh, if he gets healthy again and, and really makes a run to, to grab that spot. I always go back to that Auburn game for when he, when he stepped in and was just excellent and playing against one of the best defensive lines, not only in the SEC, but in the country. No, you don't, you don't just get tossed into an SEC road game as a freshman and play like he did without having some talent. And, and he's got it. He's strong as can be. Um, as soon as he's fully healthy again, we'll see the battle kind of really rage there. Yeah, and, and one thing that in the really the back half of camp, as we kind of, again, move along the depth chart now, that raged on was the tight end position. And there's no or really listed at this position. It's Thad Moss, then Stefan Sullivan. Now, Ed Ogeron did say that, you know, they're both kind of the starters. And, and my take is, is they're just so different from each other. And we'll see them more situationally be the starters, so to speak. Right. I think you're looking to if, and LSU is going to use the tight end more in the passing game, but you still have to block. And, and I think that we can presume that Moss, a pure tight end, is going to block a little bit better than Sullivan, a converted receiver. And we've seen through camp, really, Pettigrew, who's probably their best blocker, has been banged up. Uh, so then do you turn to TK McClendon? Uh, maybe so, the Juco uh, signee who is probably best as a pass blocker. Um, I think, as Billy said, we'll see a variety of things there because of... And Torrey Carter's listed as a tight end. He's going to yeah. play a lot. I mean, he's a fullback, but uh, he'll play a lot. So I think a lot of guys are going to play. But yeah, Moss gets the nod right away. As Orgeron said, it's not... Both are going to play, but I do think we're going to see some Stephon Sullivan in the pass game, uh, obviously more than anything else uh, that he'll be doing. And I think fans are anxious to see um, kind of what he can do as a mismatch guy. Yeah, and look, I mean, you go in that passing game. We mentioned all the different things they're going to do. One position group that they've got to be feeling really good about right now is wide receiver with Justin Jefferson, Terrace Marshall, Jamar Chase as the starters. Behind them, Racy McMath, Derek Dillon, Trey Palmer, John Trey Kirkland, Devonta Lee, Dre Jenkins, all listed as backups. That's a group where I, I just, 
think that while the fast pace of the offense will lead other guys to play, they're going to want to get the most they can out of that that trio of starters. Yeah, they're going to ride that front group heavily. And Jefferson was by far the most productive receiver a year ago. I think in this offense, they'll spread it around a bit more. A lot of the guys listed as backups are going to play. I mean, Derek Dillon and these guys are 20-plus catch guys last year. They'll have more, you know, you'll guess that they would have more than that. So I think that the good news is, is we know that their three starters are all legit. And then the sort of even better news is that through camp, we heard Ray McMath look great. We've heard nothing but great things about Trey Palmer as a freshman. We've heard him praise Devonta Lee at times. Dre Jenkins had a huge scrimmage uh, to end things. John Trey Kirkland is one of the better athletes on the team. So they've got no shortage of options. Um, so in a year where they really want to work on the passing game, it's a good thing that their wide receivers are talented. Yeah, no doubt about it. There's plenty of talent on the defensive side of the ball as well. We'll break that down, though, after the break uh, when we come back to the Go 24-7 podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. A quick reminder before we move on to the defensive side of the ball, drop us a rating, a review, hit that subscribe button. You might just hear us shout it out on uh, either Twitter or as we uh, roll through our editions of the podcast. So appreciate everybody listening. Uh, Shay, now it's uh, time to turn our attention to LSU's defense, which really, um, when you look at this team, is, is as talented as, as we probably can remember in, in really the last few years. Yeah, I think that right now, really the only spot you look at and wonder what can happen is cornerback. And we'll get to some big news there, or some news there in in a minute, certainly. But um, they signed a huge corner class last year because they knew that they had to have guys that could come in and play right away. We remember the bowl game where they went with barely any cornerbacks were still able to win. But um, that's a position that I think a lot of people would be watching. The starters are all great, um, but everybody beyond that is unproven. Yeah, no question. And and one, I think, spot where you talk about unproven, but it's going to be critical for LSU, especially stopping the run this year where they struggled at times a year ago, is nose tackle. And and we've seen Tyler Shelvin now emerge as the starter. He no no or listed at that spot. I think he and Apu Aika are obviously going to have to play a lot. They're two big bodies that are going to need going to need to catch their breath on the sidelines. But both have had really strong fall camps, and, and that's got to give uh, LSU's new defensive line coach, Bill Johnson, a, a lot of confidence as he gets into his first season. Yeah, I think the fact that Tyler Shelvin not missing really any practices this past month can't be overstated, you know, overlooked and, and overstated how important it is because 
He's a guy who has been in and out of the lineup, um, conditioning, um, and really more so injuries. But he's healthy. He's ready to roll. He's listed as a starter at nose tackle. Orgeron, much like the tight end spot, said, look, both those guys are going to play. That's obvious. I mean, you can't start one nose tackle the whole game. So both uh, Apu Aika, the freshman, and Tyler Shelvin getting uh, some praise from Orgeron. And a shout-out to Joseph Evans, who, uh, coming out of Haynesville, was a guy that uh, we really liked on the side. He played both ways. He was a multi-sport athlete. And uh, Orgeron said he's going to play some as a freshman as they get that rotation going on the inside. So um, some good news there. And, Billy, it's not a surprise that that's where the talking points are because the defensive end spots, Rashard Lawrence, Glenn Logan, Fajoko, all those guys have started before. All those guys are back. You know guys like Neil Farrell, um, Jarrell Cherry, Justin Thomas, uh, Nelson Jenkins. Go down the line. They've got guys that uh, can that are returning and can play the defensive end spots. So I think they're in good shape there. It's just been a lot of focus on the nose tackles, and the good thing is is both those guys are healthy. Yeah, no question about that. And they also return, you know, Caleb on Chasson, of course, number 18, coming off of that torn ACL. He's going to be at outside linebacker backed up by Andre Anthony. At the other outside linebacker spot, Ray Thornton is expected to get the start in LSU's base defense in that spot as Michael Divinity moves inside as the starting middle linebacker with Damone Clark backing him up. I did think it was interesting that Ray Thornton now appearing to be healthy, finally getting his look uh, at that outside linebacker spot. Now the the battle, really probably one of the most important battles left on this team really is, uh, and one of the few for that matter, is, is the other middle linebacker spot where Jacob Phillips and Patrick Queen are battling it out. Both juniors now on this team. And, and look, I, I think it's Phillips's job for the most part, if he can just continue to take that step and, and just grab it and just continue to hold on to it. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think Queen is uber talented. We saw him go outside, inside last year. Uh, I think they'll do a good bit of moving these guys around or at least moving them in and out of the lineup. Um, but for all the, you know, kind of understanding that Divinity is a great player, there's been so much hype behind Damone Clark. Uh, and it's coming from Ed Orgeron consistently saying, look, Damone Clark's going to be on the field a ton. So um, no matter how you slice it and what happens, I think we're going to see Damone Clark a lot this year. And uh, I do. I think Phillips and Queen play a good bit, but uh, I'm with you in thinking that uh, after what we saw a year ago, both are talented, but the presumption would have been that Phillips would show up first on the depth chart. Yep, he do, He does just that. Look, I mean, this this linebacking group, I mean, it's it still is crazy to me just a few years ago where they had more scholarship kickers than they did uh, did middle linebackers. And now it's just such a position of strength and competition. And one area of competition that's really, uh, now we've seen it, right? As, as Monday, as Ogeron steps to the podium, junior defensive back Manny Netherly announces he's entering the NCAA transfer portal. That is probably a product of three true freshman corners being listed as the primary backups to Christian Fulton and Derek Stingley. That uh, group is Jay Ward, uh, Radarius Jones, and Cordell Flott, who, in Flott's case, Ed Ogeron had plenty of praise for on Monday. Here's what he said about the young freshman from Sarah Land, Alabama. We're really, really impressed with Cordell Flott. All the rules for him, but I think Cordell Flott has separated himself. That if he would have to start for us right now, we'd feel comfortable putting him in. Jay Ward is a good tackler. He, he's very strong. Where Darius has had uh, a couple of injuries, so he's not ready to go right now. But we really like those young guys. Uh, we think that those are excellent class. 
Christians are going to be ready to go. Derek's going to be ready to go. And uh, we feel that we're strong to come. So you can tell a lot of a lot of praise there for Cordell Fly, and that's a name that one he's been working out all summer with Derek Stingley. I caught up with with his dad uh, at one of the practices, and and he was saying, yeah, Derek and and Cordell have been out there, you know, just about every Saturday, getting that extra work in at traction, and and it's paying off for Flot, who stepped right in, and as somebody who's who's kind of lean coming into to LSU, but now poised to play a lot. Yeah, and this was one that. When Mo Hampton, who signed as a corner, we've been seeing him get reps at safety. We knew he could play both. He's versatile. Um, but with Manny Netherly out of the picture, and you look at this freshman group, you knew Stingley was starting. Uh, and then you knew Ray Darius Jones was maybe the second-best athlete, but he played quarterback for Horn Lake in high school. He won a state championship. But the transition to cornerback, not being an early enrollee, was going to take a little time, right? I mean, this was his first fall camp. Orgeron mentioned how athletic he is, but said he's been banged up. So that puts you behind the eight ball. So you're down to Ward and Flott. And Orgeron praised uh, Ward's physicality. We saw him miss some time during camp, though. But Flott from the summer until now has just been talked up a ton. So, again, not a shocker to see his name mentioned first. Long, can run, the type of player that uh, Corey Raymond really likes at corner. Uh, and we know that Kerry Vincent's in the nickel, right? And they can play other guys in the nickel. So if Stingley or Fulton has to come out or, you know, has to gets banged up for a series or two, um, I'm betting Vincent goes to the outside maybe. Uh, they bring another guy in at nickel. But no matter kind of what happens, how things shake out, we're going to see these freshman corners play. Uh, and it's clear so far from everything we've heard, and now Ed Orgeron says it straight up, um, beyond Derek Stingley, it's Cordell Flott. Yeah, and I, I think there's plenty of options at corner if something happens. I mean, even Christian Fulton played some nickel at times as well. Uh, at the safety spot, it's a it's a trio of guys that, that have long been really the the guys that are always going to be there, right? It, it's, it's the unanimous All-American in Grant Delpit. It's Jacoby Stevens who stepped in late last year and became just such a pivotal piece for that defense in that quarter safety role that Dave Aranda has really just embraced fully even since the first game when Delpit was really playing it against Miami. Um, Stevens emerged. He's taken over that spot. Um, and he's and he's the starter uh, kind of Kerry Vincent listed behind him but that's kind of showing you how that position will work out it'll be Jacoby Stevens when they can have him out there and then in the nickel it'll be Kerry Vincent with Jacoby coming off in all likelihood now Todd Harris backing up Grant Delpit and then and, and that's kind of your your trio of safeties that they feel really good about yeah absolutely and we knew through camp that look Delpit and Stevens are so versatile. They can play the box. They can play over the top. They can play in the box. We we saw last year how they want to use both those guys. And now moving with more kind of three safety looks, really, uh, we're going to see both those guys on the field a ton. They were both listed as starters. But um, point being, Todd Harris is going to be out there a lot. And he's got speed. We knew what kind of player he was in high school. This is sort of his time to shine. He had a pick against Alabama last year. That was sort of his marquee. Uh, moment getting tossed out into the fire, and he said, "Look, I didn't even expect to play that much that game. A guy or two goes down, all of a sudden you're out there and you've picked uh, off Tua." And he said, "Look, I know we lost, but I took a little confidence away from that game, knowing, hey, I can play at this level. Now he's going to be a you know a starter, more you know more or less, however you want to say it. Uh, but we'll be on the field a lot, and, and I think other safeties are going to play. Look, Cam Lewis is a backup nickel. Um, Vincent's obviously starting at nickel. Mo Hampton's been uh, battling through kind of a broken hand, but he's been out there the whole time." Um, but we know Eric Monroe's on the roster. Uh, you know, Marcel Brooks is going to play as a freshman, and certainly on special teams. We'll see what he can do on defense. But 
um, sort of an embarrassment of riches uh, throughout the defensive backfield as, as long as these kind of newcomers can catch up quickly at, at the cornerback position and they can stay healthy. And finally, uh, we'll, we'll go to special teams. Such a strength for LSU a year ago with, with Cole Tracy being the kicker. Now it's the freshman Cade York who has gotten plenty of praise from Ed Ogeron and uh, Greg McMahon, the special teams coach over the summer for that matter. It'll be Cade York being backed up by Connor Culp at kicker. Uh, Zach Ron Vos- uh, Von Rosenberg as the punter, the junior, uh, continuing to take on those duties. And now really the full-time duties uh, there with Josh Groudon departing for West Virginia. And then Avery Adkins will handle the kickoffs. Uh, again, what an incredible find he was last year. But at kick returner, that was really the one that was up for grabs. Punt returner, Ed Ogeron once again confirmed Derek Stingley is going to be the punt returner for this team. But it's Clyde Edwards-Elair who will once again be back there, um, even though he wasn't listed on a depth chart. Yeah, they didn't show uh, much in that regard of, of who would be the kickoff and punt guy. But Orgeron's been honest. He said it enough. Stingley... We'll see how often he gets, you know, he's going to get tested at corner as a freshman, but they want to put the ball in his hands as much as they can. Putting him at punt returner makes sense. He was electrifying there in high school. He's a really good, dynamic special teams player. Uh, and they like a sure-handed guy. Look, with the ability to kick it through the end zone or into the end zone and take it from the 25 or catch it, you know, and bring it out or, you know, grab it and, and see what you can do from there, they want someone who they can trust, who can make a quick decision, who knows what he's doing. Uh, and Clyde Edwards, Elair is tough to hit. I mean, he's not a big guy, so he can get down there and disappear on you um, quicker than you would think. Um, I like the choice. I wouldn't be surprised if they move some guys around. They've tried Jamar Chase there. They've tried Terry and Davis Price there. But uh, I think at the end of the day, we see Edwards Elair back in a familiar role returning kicks. Yep, and that, that's a natural spot for him. I think Ed Ogeron really values the ball security that he brings to that position and just really anybody they put back there on kick returner. So not too surprising to see Clyde get the nod there. Um, but Shay, I think that does it. I think we've riffed on the uh, depth chart enough. Uh, just days away from the season opener against Georgia Southern. It's going to be fun to be back in Tiger Stadium for a Saturday night. Uh, we'll have all the coverage on, on go247.com. So, so stay tuned, everyone. Yes, looking forward to a busy week. Uh, subscribe if you're not subscribed to the, uh, the podcast already. Give us a rating and a review, hopefully a five-star review. Uh, we can only hand out a certain amount of five stars each year to recruits, but we can take infinite five-star votes uh, on the podcast. So hope you guys enjoyed it, and Billy will be back uh, again later in the week for a, uh, another edition of the podcast. That'll do it for this edition, Shay. You're right. So have a great week, everyone, and uh, keep it locked on go247.com.